Welcome to the Getting to Clarity Podcast. The place where busy leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome back. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity Podcast. And today we are talking about a topic because this month on November 13th is World Kindness Day. So today we are talking about why being kind is important in the workplace. So as always, I appreciate you being here on the Getting to Clarity podcast because this is the place where busy leaders and those who aspire to leadership come to get the tips, tools, and techniques that they need to create more professional success with less personal sacrifice. And so let's get into the topic today because, you know, we hustle. We've got targets to hit and to-do lists to check off. And it's really easy to overlook the simplicity of being kind in the workplace. Yet, you know, kindness is something that can definitely oil the gears, so to speak, when it comes to teamwork and innovation in the workplace. Because when we're kind, not only do we form better, stronger relationships with our coworkers and colleagues, but it also creates a ripple effect that can reflect back on us, our own well-being, and the overall atmosphere that we get to experience in our work environment. And, you know, I'm not just talking about the feel-good fluff. It's more strategic than that. And it's definitely something that's critical if you want to have a thriving professional ecosystem or culture. So let's dive into why a little kindness goes a long way and how it can be a game changer in your leadership and for your organization. So the value of kindness at work. Kindness can be a catalyst for a positive corporate culture because it's the ingredient that can transform an average day into an extraordinary one. So for instance, a manager who takes the time to genuinely connect and inquire about a colleague or a team member's well-being, that can allow that person to feel like they belong, that they are being seen. You know, when employees feel cared for, their loyalty and productivity can just go off the charts. So consider the ripple effect of a simple thank you for a job well done. It can ignite a cycle of appreciation and recognition that goes beyond just one person. Or think about the power of constructive feedback delivered with empathy that can turn around a potentially disheartening experience into a growth opportunity. These acts of kindness aren't just niceties. They are strategic moves that help to build a supportive, engaged, and yes, dare I say it, resilient team. That means that you have people working with you and for you that are ready to rise to any occasion, any challenge that comes their way. So, how to be kind instead of nice? There's a difference. So, being kind and being nice often travel in the same circles, but they're not identical twins. They are more like close cousins, let's say. Kindness is rooted in empathy and genuine concern for others. It's an active choice that comes from a place of strength and authenticity. It involves understanding and acting in a way that positively impacts another person's life. Like, 
Oh, staying late to help someone meet a deadline because you know they're going through a tough time. On the flip side, being nice is often about being polite and maintaining harmony. Um, It can be a little more passive. Sometimes it can be disingenuous um, where you're agreeable and pleasant on the surface, but sometimes it's to avoid a conflict or just to be liked. So, for example, you might compliment someone's presentation even if you didn't find it particularly effective just to spare their feelings. So a little bit of a a difference there. So in the context of leadership and professional growth, because if you're listening to this podcast, you want to grow in your professional life and probably your personal one too. Kindness is the more powerful force. It's about making a real connection that can lead to meaningful changes and positive outcomes. So being nice is certainly not a bad thing. You can start there if that's where you're comfortable, but move toward that depth, because without the depth that kindness brings, it may not foster the same level of trust and respect that true leadership requires. So let's give you some ideas, because, you know, I feel in this age of disconnect, so I'm calling this the great disconnect, we've forgotten how to connect with other people. And in some respects, how to be human beings to other human beings. So let's give you some ideas to just kind of get the juices rolling so that you'll be ready to go on World Kindness Day, okay? So here are some ideas for acts of kindness specifically at work. Number one, mentorship. Offer your expertise to colleagues, help them grow their skills and advance in their careers. Doesn't cost anything. Number two, recognition. Publicly acknowledge someone's hard work or contribution in a meeting or through a company-wide email or maybe uh, commenting to their boss. Number three, support. If a coworker is overwhelmed, step in whatever way you can to assist with their workload without being asked. Number four, listening. Sometimes just being an attentive listener for a colleague who needs to talk can be incredibly kind. Number five, encouragement. Send a note or a message to someone who's facing a challenge. Offer words of encouragement and support. Leave a sticky note. Leave a voicemail. Send a text. Doesn't have to be hard. Number five. Sorry, number six. Flexibility. Show understanding for a team member's life commitments by accommodating flexible schedules when possible. You know, flexibility is something that is at the top of the list for people, um, especially as it's tied to Um, work-life integration. Some people call it balance. I don't think there's anything, but people are valuing flexibility. So as a leader, how can you promote more flexibility for the people that you work with and for? Number seven, wellness. Initiate or participate in wellness activities that promote good mental and physical health within the team. Number eight, celebration. Celebrate colleagues' milestones like birthdays or anniversaries um, to show they're valued beyond their work roles. See them as people and celebrate them. Number nine, feedback. Provide constructive feedback with a focus on helping colleagues improve and succeed. Number 10, inclusivity. Make an effort to include all colleagues in conversations and activities, making sure that no one feels left out. You know who those people are. Sometimes they're just hanging on the fridge. They're over in the corner of the room. Bring them in. Number 11, small gestures, simple things like bringing in treats or offering a sincere compliment can really brighten someone's day. 
Number 12, professional development. Share opportunities for workshops or courses or lunch and learns that could benefit uh, the people that you work with and for their career trajectory. How do you help them improve? Number 13, gratitude. Regularly express genuine gratitude for your team's efforts and individual contributions. Number 14, assistance. Help new employees navigate the company culture, the department, and connect with other team members. Help them get connected. Number 15, respect. Always. Always respect personal boundaries, work styles. Not everybody's like us. Show consideration for each person's model of the world, how they process their own space and time. So again, November 13th is World Kindness Day. Be ready to embrace the power of kindness in your professional journey. And here's how you can start. By recognizing the kindness that surrounds you. Look for it. Identify it. And then allow yourself to accept it with gratitude. Reflect how it makes you feel and the positive impact it has on your day. Then pay it forward. Choose one of the 15 that I shared here today from this list and implement it in your workplace. Observe the changes it brings to your interactions and to the atmosphere around you. And if you are someone who is looking to deepen your understanding and practice of leadership, then check out my Clarity Driven Leadership Model at www.debbiepetersonspeaks.com to discover how you can further integrate these principles into your professional life and lead with authenticity and purpose. Until the next time, here is wishing you all the clarity that you deserve. Take care and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can bring Debbie and her transformational clarity leadership strategies to your organization, visit DebbiePetersonSpeaks.com. Thank you.